0: Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Higher Branch. Well, today is a topic that we covered almost two years ago. I keep referring to it as last year, but it was actually two years ago when I recorded an episode, a podcast with Lynn McPherson. And when I look back on 120 podcasts we have, the one I did with Lynn uh, remains in the top five. And for very good reason, we're going to find out what that is today. But on that note, Lynn, welcome back to the podcast.
1: It's such a pleasure to be back, Sam.
0: And in person.
1: Yes, it's awesome. <laughs>
0: So we have a lot to talk about because you have been really busy during this period. (laughs) I have indeed. But first, just tell me, what have you been doing over the last uh, two years since we last caught up? Now, you were going to um, be a speaker at Upgrade Your Life 2021, which we had to cancel.
1: Unfortunately, yes. Yes. I was excited about that. Yes, Yes. I was
0: excited for everyone that was going to attend because what you do is quite unique. Mm. Okay, so we live in a world filled with... People with many challenges. Mm. That's just part of the human experience. We all have issues, whether it's injuries, emotional hang ups, problems at work, problems with relationships with our maybe our siblings, our parents, our bosses, our partners. Everyone is carrying around issues and challenges. Let's call them challenges because if you don't want any of those challenges, yeah. you're, you're not, not alive. alive, right? Yeah. So the key to uh, living what people would consider a happy life is really knowing how to deal with these challenges. Yeah. Now, many of us, when we experience pain and suffering or hardship or unhappiness, we seek the counsel of experts, mm. whether it's a doctor or a specialist mm. or chiropractor or physiotherapist mm. or uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a uh, personal trainer it can be anyone right there's experts out there now you are in a field that's quite unique very misunderstood yes but extremely effective
1: incredibly powerful yeah
0: why I say that because I had a session with
1: you You did indeed and I'm happy amazing one
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I'm happy to talk about uh, that session because after it I I was just so excited I felt Mm. you know so uh, free Mm. right and and also you empowered me uh, to deal with my issue mm. personally, so I walked away not feeling like I'm reliant on this person. I have to keep going back. Yes. Yes. I see, like I see some some people in my uh, organization that keep seeing a chiropractor like every yes. every two weeks, and I say, mm. "Well, you're getting a result? No, mm. but I feel good. How many? How long does it last for?" And but with what you do, it's it's quite empowering. It's it's quick, mm. which I love. Mm. And, but it is misunderstood. And I'm talking about hypnotherapy. So, for people who are new to our podcast, and we have many new listeners every week, Lynn, since we recorded that podcast. But even our new listeners, they scroll through all our few, uh, past episodes and they land on yours. And I get the report every week. And yours and Dr. Guy Winch's How to Fix a Broken Heart is always in there. Like, people are seeking it out. And I think, what is this about? And we talked about anxiety back then in the yes. context of hypnotherapy. And we're going to talk about anxiety today. You're going to share with us some stories of uh, some people that you have seen and fixed. We're going to talk about my story. And so we're going to talk about also being single uh, because some of the people that see you. Because we recently interviewed Melissa Ferrari. And we've had Melissa Ferrari. She's a psychologist and we interviewed her in the past about couples therapy and she's an expert on couples therapy she's always on television but then i did a podcast with her and i said you haven't covered being single right yeah and we had a conversation offline where you said a lot of people in the current state of uh, play in the world Mm. not just with you know social restrictions and, Mm. and connection but also with the advent of technology, we are becoming less and less connected and yeah. intimacy is becoming transactional. Single people need to navigate through this, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, how to fix a broken heart. You've had people...
1: <laughs> Do that every day. Every day. Yes.
0: Um, we're going to talk about sex and intimacy in the 21st century. Mm. Uh, but by far, I think the biggest topic will be Anxiety and I, I want to talk about anxiety because that is a hot topic for a lot of our listeners, and it's something that is debilitating. It depends on the you know the extent, the range. There are people with severe anxiety, it just mm. stops them. Mm. There are people with mild anxiety that manage, but they're not really happy with life and it stops them, you know, doing the things that they want, it stops yep. them from being adventurous and exactly. seeking out. But first, before we dive into... So I just want to give listeners an idea of what we're going to talk about. Unlike my personal structured podcast, this is a conversation. So it's like some of the conversations you'll hear on uh, Joe Rogan. But hopefully, Lynn and I will get some structure out of it. Because hypnotherapy is one of those things you can talk about.
1: Mm.
0: But you only really know what we're talking about when you experience it. And that's why I wanted to experience it. But first... Tell us, Lynn, the difference between hypnotherapy and, say, psychotherapy.
1: So there's talk therapy, which is psychology and psychotherapy and counselling and anything that involves the conscious mind, which is the thinking mind. Hypnotherapy, in contrast, involves the unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind is the part of you that enables your organs to function like we talked about last time. That's the part of you that allows your body to heal Your blood flows your blood is oxygenated at exactly the right level you don't know how any of that happens when you walk to the shops you don't tell your legs what to do you just go so that unconscious part of you that turned you from a baby into a child into a teenager into an adult that's the part of you that i deal with in combination with your conscious mind so Conscious work, in other words, let's call it talk therapy, is fantastic if you're looking for strategies. It's a completely different modality to what I do. It's great if you want to understand something, talk about it, understand that personality profile, have some strategies to get out of a difficult relationship or situation. But if you're over-talking about it and you want to heal the trauma like what you did with me, Mm. that's when you come (laughs) to me you're yep. over talking about it you've talked about it for 10 years now you just want to fix it and you just want to fly and then we re- went that we resolve these things at that unconscious level that's where they are so they're embedded deeply in your unconscious you can't even access them consciously and it's
0: c- c- consistent with eastern philosophy which yep. says that we have an inner intelligence that yes. loves us yes. and can heal us yes and really do
1: i see it every day it, yeah. it's not there is no way you can dispute it because every single one of my clients proves it to me. So at that level and only at that level can you resolve deep-seated trauma. At that level and only at that level can you resolve the cause of anxiety, for example, what we call anxiety.
0: Yep, I and know you it, don't believe in anxiety. We're gonna talk about that.
1: Yeah, well that's, <laughs> I, I look, that's a yeah. very controversial thing for me to say. Because I don't mind. Let's be controversial. I, I know we... We love it, yeah.
0: But we but excluded it from last episode because yes. we thought it was going to be well-received by some people who say, well, how dare you tell me I'm not, you know, this is all... And
1: that's, know, that's not what I'm saying. No, that's
0: right, yeah. I'm actually saying mm.
1: that... Anxiety, the way we understand it, is just a misunderstanding of the body and the mind and the way they interact. Yep. So I'm not saying that what we call anxiety doesn't exist. I'm saying that we really need to re-understand what it is in order to deal with it, Right. If that makes yep. sense. Of course, yep. Yeah, yep. so then you can move one step further and say there is no such thing as anxiety because once you understand what it is, it's something you can deal with. Yep. So it's not something, you know often hear my clients saying i've got anxiety my anxiety it's not something separate to you it's something that you that happens in your body mind that you can choose to understand in one way or in another way
0: right right okay. and that's all
1: i do with my yep. clients is get them to reframe it so okay. that they understand it does that make okay. sense
0: yeah well let's stay on that topic it absolutely does mm. make sense because anxiety is really a message from your inner essence, right, your spirit, yes. yeah. that it's agitated about something, right? Yes, yeah. So,
1: so let's, let's use an example. Let's use an example of one of my clients. So one of my clients, he came to me, he had a physical problem Yep. that was diagnosed. It was a real problem. It was an overreactive bladder. Yep. And mm. he knew why it was there. The doctors, there was a reason for it. So when he came to see me, his physical problem, he ranked 10 out of 10. The emotional charge associated with that problem was also 10 out of 10. Yep. And so for him, that problem was debilitating. So he couldn't go out, he couldn't drive a car for more than five minutes, he couldn't do anything without worrying about going to the toilet. Right. By the yep. end of his work with me, his session with me, his physical symptom was down to a five because his emotional the impact of it emotionally was down to a zero so his his emotional charge had gone and then he thought oh it doesn't matter I'm a guy there's always a tree I can find a tree it's okay yeah so he was able to live with that in a whole new level and so he he had amazing results in the rest of his life as well he sent a whole lot of people to me including his wife and then he came back about a year later he you know he texted me and said I need a top-up so he came back and he said he hadn't regressed to anywhere near where he started, but he'd had yeah. this anxiety. <coughs> he'd had anxiety for about three months, yep. and he didn't know how to shift it. So he came in, and what we discovered is, over the last three months, what had happened is his company had been taken over by another organisation, and they didn't give a damn about the people, people. and the staff. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody was being exploited. He was shifted out of a job he loved into a job he hated. He felt trapped. He felt really unhappy. He was working very long hours. His wife was pregnant. And he was just basically in a state of where, somewhere where he couldn't move. He felt like he couldn't move. Yep. Yep. And so I said to him, okay, so would you like to be comfortable in an organisation where you felt exploited? You felt that you were misunderstood. You were in a role that you hated and you felt trapped. Would you like to be comfortable with that? yes and he said of course not of course i wouldn't yes the penny dropped and then he got it so that anxiety that thing he was calling anxiety was actually his body communicating with him his his unconscious mind saying do something about this get me out of here it's not okay it's a message yeah Yeah. so what we call anxiety is often just a feeling that we're getting because in western culture we think if it's a bad feeling You've got to drug it away, you've got to drink it away, you've got to try and think it away, which would never work if you understand the body-mind. It cannot work. work. Affirmations cannot work if you understand the way the mind works. So we think we've got to do all of that when, in fact, what we've got to do is we've got to listen. We've got to listen to our feelings. What is this telling me? Yep. And the minute he understood that, he's like, "Oh wow, fantastic," And then we did some unconscious work on him, and he texted me later, and he said he'd um, amalgamated with all the, the disgruntled people in his workforce, and they'd created a competing firm, and it was very successful Wow, so that was a really good story
0: very good, yeah, yep, so you gave him the courage by really going into his subconscious
1: well, he did it, yeah. so he did he just what he did is he misinterpreted, even though he'd done the work, when something changed, something big and fundamental. Right. And he hadn't realized that that's his unconscious mind saying this is not healthy. See, your unconscious mind is there to protect you, like you just described. Yep. And if you're doing something really unhealthy, it's going to let you know. Yep. But it's going to let you know in the way that it communicates with you.
0: Boy, have I started listening to my unconscious mind you since have. our session? <laughs> totally. For example, I I can't go on technology in the last hour before I go to bed. I That's just great. Can't. I just can't do it. Before, I'd just do it and ignore my subconscious mm. and ignore those messages mm. and have a crappy sleep.
1: And I um, remember talking about that. You didn't think you could do that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things I don't do now because so, I listen yeah. to my body. So. For those of you who didn't listen who don't know what we're talking about, I did a session with Lynn. Uh, incidentally, by the way, Luke Curry. Yes. Yeah, you know Luke, yeah. right? <laughs> so he's my sports chiropractor.
1: I haven't actually met him, but he sends me a lot of people.
0: He does because he says <laughs> What happens with Luke is that he's a mentor for a lot of uh, sports physios and chiros in the industry, mm. and they send him the difficult stuff, and he in turn says that any stuff that he can't fix, he sends to you. Yeah. And I saw him recently, and mm. he keeps reinforcing the fact that it's not the fix is not in the physical. He said, Sam, I'm, I'm throwing all the books out the window mm. about physiology because it's all controlled by the subconscious so he mm. sends you a lot of the clients that he it can't is. fix mm. just too hard and he, he raves about you so i i saw luke uh, for about a year about a lower back hip hip slash mm. it's a pelvic region problem right because i've been sitting for a long long time in my industry as a lawyer so i was just getting a lot of people listening are probably going yeah, hey, i've had that you know comes and goes for me it came and went came and went over mm. many years but then it came and just did not go it's the body's cry for help saying you're not listening you're not changing yes right yeah so in my session with you i figured out that i hold a lot of tension and i had emotional block in that pelvic yeah region. you
1: did yeah
0: and and it dawned on me during the session Mm. that I did Mm. and then I experienced this release where all this blocked energy just and it just freaked me out because I thought wow wow like I I think I got even teary in that session you did
1: but in a happy way it was in a happy way way. I think I was relieved uh, yeah
0: relieved and I was smiling and laughing you were I can um, still
1: I can still visualize you standing there mm -hmm. standing up holding your hips and and saying oh my god it's it's gone It's gone, like you were in such shock. It was like such an exciting moment. You know, those mind tattoos that you just never lose? Uh,
0: Exactly. It really was. More importantly though, Mm. more importantly is that it empowered me to then notice my my feelings and adjust. So now when I go back to old movement patterns, which reflect poor poor posture is is really a um, it's a manifestation of what's going on emotionally Mm. right Mm. so when we're sitting so I realized in my job I realized that I actually probably shouldn't have been a lawyer desk bound right because I like to be in motion Mm. and so when I'm sitting and I'm subconsciously tense so my subconscious is just tensing me up around there since our session when I do fall into that trap again, I just – I mean, I'm in a job that I can't change easily, right? Yeah. But now when I go and do my meditation, I pretty much mimic what we did during hypnotherapy mm. and I release it. Amazing. And I, I get up and the pain's gone. So for people that are listening, yep. you may sit down, you, you see doctors and, and, you know, and specialists who say, oh, we've done an MRI, we've done this and your issue is that. It's utter rubbish. Okay? Exactly. It's the pain is just a signal, and there and this is why you'll find that and there's a lot of research on this. You'll have people with MRIs or CT scans, and you look at their an issue in their body, mm. and it might be, you know, prolapsed discs, totally worn out knee joints, but they have zero pain. Exactly. And you have people that, like myself, with virtually nothing wrong with the MRI, Mm. with pain. And Mm. they just – so doctors and specialists, you know, just put labels on things. They just want to be able to diagnose. But they ignore the subconscious. They ignore the anxiety that manifests itself in our body. Mm. And so my experience with hypnotherapy, it was like – it was just – was it one or two sessions? We did two sessions. I think we
1: did them – yes, there were two. Yeah. I think we did two in a row. Yes. And then we did another – After that, yes, didn't we? Yes, Yes. but but it was how quickly. Well,
0: because yeah, I had that problem for three years. I know. Yeah, unbelievable.
1: (laughs) How quickly it worked. And you can
0: see me now. Last time we got together, I couldn't sit. I know. Right. I know. (laughs) And I
1: still remember you texting me months later saying it still hasn't come back. And this is the thing, you know, we forget that our body and mind are interconnected, which is crazy. Mm. We think your body's here and your mind's here. It's insane. Yeah,
0: it's one and the same. Yep.
1: Everything's interconnected. And then we divide our body into bits. So we see a heart specialist, and we see a kidney specialist, and we see, you know, an ear, nose, and throat specialist. We really need to look at the body holistically and the body and mind together. in order to resolve a lot of these issues. Now, of course there are physical things that sometimes and often do need to be fixed physically, like a broken leg or an ear infection or a a misaligned disc, whatever. And then when you work with me, people find, my clients find that they become more attuned to where they need to go to seek that solution. So once we release the emotional charge or any emotional charge associated with the physical symptom or the tension or whatever it is, then there's nothing kind of blocking their vision or their sense of what they need to do. And then they find themselves doing really weird things. So for example, recently I saw a guy, he had major dizziness and kind of weird ear symptoms and didn't know what it was and was very, very stressed about it. So after he worked with me, the stress was gone. Yep. And now he's gone and done all kinds of strange things, including he came back and told me he had Botox yep. in his jaw and it's released all that, those symptoms. Those symptoms went away. He said, mm. I'd never have thought of that before. So you become more attuned to things because there's less of a, a radio station in the background yeah. stopping you being yep. able to hear yes. what your body's telling you yep. because you shut down all that you nonsense, that talk, that self-talk, which is what we call anxiety, right? So, if you're okay. able to yep. just quieten that mind and listen, and you mm. know how to become attuned, then you can resolve things much faster, even when they are physical. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yep. So, a lot of us experience physical manifestations in our body as a result of anxiety?
1: No, I think it's the other way. Well, I think often yeah. it's the other way around. Right. Or it can be both. It can be both. Can be, right. Okay. So, let's just... Okay, There's one... I think I talked about this in the last podcast, yes. so maybe I should think of another one. Uh, this is a good one. Okay. I had a guy who, ha- he was a pilot, had a light shone, a laser light shone in his eyes accidentally. Yep. And from then onwards, he saw these terrible eye floaters. And ah, yes, that's yes. all he could see yeah. was these eye floaters. Yeah. And when I first met him, he was just blinking like this. He couldn't focus at all. Yep. And I said to him, look, I've never treated anything like this. I I just don't know if what I do with you, if we can resolve this at the unconscious level. Because if there's nerve damage, your unconscious mind cannot fix it. If it's not an emotional thing, your unconscious mind cannot fix it, right? Or can it? Well, it could maybe, but not instantly. So anyway, he'd been to all these ophthalmologists and everybody was saying there was nothing there that they could see. Yes. So I didn't know after his sessions with me, his first session with me, he basically opened his eyes and he wasn't blinking and he said, Oh my God, they've gone. They were a hundred percent gone, a hundred percent gone. And we went outside. It was a sunny day and usually the sun, the sun triggered it. And he was looking at the trees like he was seeing for the first time. I think he'd had it for 15 months. And then he got married 10 days later
0: Mm.
1: and they sent me pictures from their honeymoon just saying how thrilled they were that he could see without those floaters. And that was all emotional. So I released it in the same way that, I mean, you work with everyone individually. There is no formula. I would have to look at his notes to remember what I did. It was a while ago. But I have to work with his particular concerns just like I did with you. Yep, It's not like a one size fits all. Yeah, but what what's remarkable is what the body creates in response to a, a triggered trauma. Okay. Yep. So with your So with the your, floaters
0: were a a triggered, a trauma, trigger, triggered trauma. And, and yep. then when yep. we
1: released the trauma, just yeah. like what we did with you, then the physical manifestation of that trauma. So something happened. Yeah. We don't know what it was, whether the light what that triggered, right? But it triggered a physical trauma in his body. Yeah. Or in your body and his body, the same thing in yeah. a different way. And then, when you release that emotional trauma, the physical component dissolves. Sometimes it doesn't change because then there's a physical reason. Then we know it's a physical thing. If it doesn't change, because your unconscious mind cannot put two bones together, it cannot mend a broken leg if the bones are misaligned. Yes. You'll need a surgeon y- to yes. do that. You right. Need an
0: intervention. An yeah. intervention. Yeah.
1: But it will help your body heal faster. A hundred percent. That's yep. what I mean. Yeah. So. Some things are completely emotional. One mm. woman, she was basically crippled. She'd seen me a year or so before. She'd resolved everything. She had spending issues, anxiety, you know, a whole lot of issues, a relationship issues. Mm. She was single. She sorted yeah. it all out, got herself into a great relationship. And then about 18, 19 months later, she contacted me and said, Len, I've got this terrible knee pain and I've done everything. It was a lot like you. I've seen physios, osteos, surgeons, mm. you name it. Nothing will fix it. And she said, I, I can't even exercise. So she came in limping and we released all this emotional trauma. When, when she was six, she had an abusive mother who threw a table on her leg.
0: Oh, and that's and not, that
1: trauma had revealed itself in her knee suddenly. It, it came up again. Yeah. And then it, it was like the body saying, hang on, you need to heal this. It's still there. then we healed it emotionally and I can still remember like you I can still remember her standing up and kicking her leg in the air it was just incredible Wow done
0: yeah well for me it was a three-year injury
1: yeah amazing yeah just amazing so So, why
0: why do people get scared of hypnotherapy there's some people like I've mentioned it to a few people and they go "Ooh, hypnotherapy I don't want anyone messing with my mind (laughs)
1: Okay, there's so many reasons there. Because it's misunderstood. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. There's so many complicated reasons for that. The first reason is they think of the stage shows where you're doing something that makes you look ridiculous, right? Oh, yes. And yes, they yes, think the movies, yeah, what they've portrayed in the movies. They, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they think, oh, I'm going to do something I really don't want to do. I'm going to look <laughs> ridiculous. I'm going to, I don't want any of that. I don't want someone controlling my mind. The reality is when you work at these levels with people. Yep it's the opposite of control you cannot control somebody so you cannot actually change people's minds if somebody doesn't want something you cannot make them want it it's the opposite of that so if someone sends their teenage son into me yes to be good at maths and to have a tidy room yep he'll walk out there maybe being really good at picking up girls Yep. And video games.
0: Okay. (laughs) You'll get what he wants, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) So it's just not... You cannot trick the mind at these levels. Yes. But if you're talking about some of the other ways in which hypnosis is used... Yes. ...and it can be destructive, then that's a different type of process to what I would use in clinical hypnosis or hypnotherapy. The other thing is it's an unregulated field. So there are people practicing that have studied for 18 months and they don't really know at all what they're doing because you couldn't possibly... How and long then, have you
0: been doing this, Lynne? Because it's oh, been a while. Well, in
1: terms of understanding the mind, it's mm. been well over 15, 20 years. Right. And then it's an accumulation of all of that mm. and then working in practice for many years as well. So I, I feel like... And I've also done the two master's degrees. So, you know, that was all about understanding theory and practice of how the mind transforms. Yes. So putting all of these things together and understanding the complexities of the body-mind interconnectedness as well as the conscious unconscious mind, that is a very complex thing. It feels simple, but it's complex. Now, if someone knows a little bit about it and it's so powerful, like it's a bit like giving um, a nurse that's trained for one week access to patients, they can do a lot of damage. So they can use things that actually create trauma. They can use processes that actually recreate traumas yeah. without knowing what they're doing and so therefore people become fearful of it because they've had a horrible experience so i see a lot of that as well it's yeah, another yeah, yeah. problem in the yep. field yeah. so these are the problems there's the stage hypnosis which makes a mockery of it but those people are very carefully selected yeah those people are literally one in a hundred so you've got you know 20 people out of 200 10 yep. percent so those yeah. people those people are people that are what we call highly suggestible and if you speak to them afterwards and they're honest, they'll say, I knew I was doing it, but I didn't want to stop playing the game. Uh, they want yep, to be yep, making yep. people laugh. Yep. They want to be clucking like a chicken. They want to be being silly. Most people don't want to do it, so they won't. So the person who's doing the stage yep. hypnosis knows how to select those people. There are all kinds of processes that are used to do that.
0: Exhibitionists. Exactly. <laughs> yes. so,
1: yeah. And a certain type of personality. Yeah. You know. So I guess, you yeah. would never ever use those processes if you knew what you were doing and if you were ethical in the sort of practice that I do. Right. Yeah. And
0: I guess really you can have the two masters degrees and but it's all about practice, isn't it? You've got to Technical understand experience. it. You've yeah. got to
1: understand it. You've got to understand the people that have done the work yeah. before you. Yep. And respect yeah. that as well. Like bring that into your practice because it's not just about one person. Yeah. It's about a whole you know, a lifetime of everybody else's knowledge that yep. you learn from. Yeah. You know, you can't just go out and do something without knowing about it. It's like your, your field, being a lawyer. Yeah. You have to Very understand, yeah. you have to understand
0: yeah.
1: how the law works before you go out and practice it.
0: Well, my experience was, yeah, I mean, I remember the room. It was quite comfortable and you created an environment where it was safe. And the process, we might as well just share with everyone what that process was because you go through a process.
1: A particular one with yeah. you, yes.
0: Uh, or Is it the same process with everyone? No. Okay, so this is where the skill comes in. Mm. Isn't that right? In, in practice, you are highly effective. That's what Luke tells me, right? Yes. That's what I experience. Yeah. In case, like, people who are listening. And like you said, you have good lawyers and bad lawyers and you have good hypnotherapists. And bad hypnotherapists. But because hypnotherapy has got to do with the mind and the subconscious. It's got a stigma. stigma. It's got a stigma stigma, associated
1: with it. Which is a shame
0: because it's highly effective.
1: If if people know what they're doing, but if they don't, it can be highly destructive. That's the problem with it. And you
0: told me about that, an example of one destructiveness with uh, someone who wanted to quit smoking. Well,
1: if you... If you want to quit smoking it's not yeah. really it's not destructive but a simplistic method but would the be method that was used was
0: a common yeah, yeah a common method that's yeah. used
1: um a simple method to stop people smoking is called aversion therapy right. so that's where you create almost like a phobia to the cigarettes yes that's people right. hate the cigarettes yeah but then they'll replace smoking with something else yep. and that's not ideal because you'd rather actually address the underlying cause of the smoking, which is a lot more complex. So have
0: you worked with anyone? Everyone. Everyone everyone I work with,
1: yeah, and everyone I work with with any form of addiction, we don't even talk about the addiction, because it's actually about the cause. But that's a very, very complex process and different for every single person. So
0: what are some of the causes, for example? Oh, common
1: causes are are often to do with Mm. child trauma, or trauma in your childhood
0: now trauma is different for everyone like one person's event is not traumatic another person
1: so true that's one thing
0: i learned with yourself because you know i didn't think it was a trauma but it was a trauma like so true so true
1: so that's a very very interesting because when we're young
0: we're not emotionally mature enough to know to process yeah you know when things happen I forget the trauma that I had, actually, when when we... I'd have to look at my notes. Yeah. I I forget, too. I mean, I was born and raised in Beirut, Mm. so we had to leave under, you know, pretty... You know, hard circumstances where you lose all your money, your home, everything, basically. You walk out with the the clothes on your back. And I look back on it consciously and think, well, that's not a trauma, I don't care. We just went to another country. That's what it was. That's what it was. But my subconscious was... Because of that trauma, you you carry around insecurities that manifest themselves in the body many years later. I'm just giving Pete listeners like a clue of what kind of trauma you know the, so it's it's different for everyone. I just shared you know a glimpse into mine. so what other?
1: so causes, you, you you normalised know? that as a child because you didn't know any different, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. children do. now let's just this is let's just say, you went up to a stranger on the street and assaulted them, hmm. you hit them, that would actually be a crime, yep. a criminal offence. And there's a reason for that and that's because it's actually damaging yeah. to someone, to do yep. that to someone. But we think it's okay to hit our kids. Yeah. Not only is it not okay, mm. but it's a huge trauma because it's a billion times worse than hitting a stranger on the street because that child is relying on the person that assaulted them to protect them and look after them and love them. Yes. Yeah. Additionally, the child is, is small and defenseless, so it's an act of bullying. Now, this is not about blame, never about blame, because parents do the best they know, okay? They yeah. don't know any different. If they knew the damage they were doing, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's just about, it's just about the, yeah. the solution. But or the, finding, but the yeah. problem is there's a mm. trauma that's created in that child, mm. and... It's like if you fall over and you hurt yourself. Let's just say you do fall over and you break your arm. Yeah. You don't just think, oh, yeah, it'll heal. It'll be fine. I'll just go and uh, lift some weights tomorrow.
0: Yeah.
1: You go to a surgeon. You have the bones put together. You put it in a plaster cast. Yeah. You rest it. You rehabilitate it. You give it time to heal. You respect the injury. Yes. Okay? Now, with an emotional wound, we just keep going. and We think it'll just heal, and it doesn't. So what happens to it is Mm. it festers, and it manifests. Yeah. In all kinds of forms. Yep. In the form of anxiety, in the form of OCD, in the form of addiction, in the form of all kinds of Autoimmune things. Autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease, anything.
0: I just thought of a.
1: Um... Because unease yes. leads to disease eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, you, so this is what you see. So it will keep, and this is your unconscious mind saying, fix this thing. Yeah. So then we go back and we fix these things, and they can be very complex to fix but once you fix them that's it it's like a snake shedding its skin doesn't go back on yep. it's over like you've experienced it's gone yep. you're free of it yeah so but it will not go away until you do that and you cannot do that consciously you have to do it unconsciously because you can't even access it consciously you don't know what it is like yep. you didn't know what it was
0: that's right so a lot of people that are listening now maybe thinking of an anxiety yep. or pain or uh, some emotional block that stops them in a relationship, whatever it yes, is, yes,
1: yeah you see that a lot
0: yeah, yeah uh, that and that's something I do want to talk about. there are people listening thinking, well, I wonder what it could be, so what's one you won't uh, know how do they find out then
1: you wouldn't you will never know consciously you will never ever ever know doesn't matter how
0: only under hypnotherapy
1: you'll only know if mm. you work with your unconscious mind and yes. you cannot do it to yourself i couldn't hypnotize i couldn't work on myself because I can't be in a state of semi-consciousness right. and be consciously and guiding, guiding myself yourself. through it okay. at yep. the same yep. time.
0: Yep. Yeah, And
1: You can't do it to yourself. So that lets people off the hook. If you're thinking, I've done psychology, I've done all this stuff, I've done all these rehabs for yeah. 10, yep. 15, 20 years, what's wrong with me? There is nothing wrong with you. The system doesn't work for these types of things. Yes, yes. It cannot work if you understand the way the body and mind work because you won't even be able to access it at that cognitive level. You can talk about it forever and ever and you're just gonna get frustrated because you're talking about a problem that you cannot fix and what we Mm. focus on grows, so the problem gets worse.
0: I think that's where a lot of people go wrong.
1: Yes, Yeah, they they go around and around and around around focusing on a problem that they cannot resolve and then they wonder why Mm. the problem grows. What we focus on grows. That's why affirmations can't work because if you're thinking about getting rid of a negative thought albeit with a positive thought you're still focusing on the negative thought that's right so the negative thought will grow
0: yep yeah yeah i think that's the cause of a lot of problems
1: there's a lot of misunderstanding Mm. out there about the way the mind works in terms of western understanding and i'm certainly not dissing all the other areas of work they're great but we've got to understand where they fit in So I've got a lot of Mm. psychologist colleagues that I work with, if someone wants to talk things through, which is often a very necessary part of the process. Before they're ready to let go of it, they have to actually understand it, especially with the young people and teenagers. They can't go from struggling with life to having sorted it all out. They come to me when they're ready to fly, right? Yes. They're sick of talking about it. But you do need to talk about it and understand it before you're ready to do that. Okay. And parents don't really understand that very well sometimes which, because they just yeah. want their kid to be fixed. But children, mm. particularly and teenagers as well, are just a reflection of their environment. And actually, they're a reflection of their perception of their environment, Okay. which yep. may not be mm. the adult's perception of their environment. Yes. So the That's adult might, decision. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So the adult might think, yeah. what's wrong with the kid? Like they're in a great environment, yeah. but that child who may be afraid to even tell their parent is feeling insecure, unsafe, misunderstood, whatever it is, a whole variety of things in that environment. So yeah. somebody might come to me and say, "Fix my kid." And I've had that a lot, And sometimes I, I have to say to them, "Well, look, you know that sort of behaviour is a reflection of the environment that kid's in. It's not something you can fix in the kid and then put them back into what they experience in their own mind, body-mind, yeah. as a dysfunctional environment. So we have to change, change the environment. Change environment,
0: yeah.
1: And then it works. And so I get a lot of families coming in. So this is the amazing thing yeah. about the work that I, I see. So I had one woman come in with her teenager who yep. was starting to become very destructive, self-destructive. And I explained this to her. And, you know, she said, look, I want to come in and sort this out. So she came in, her husband came in, her other child came in. They all had incredible life changes. The whole family dynamic shifted. Wow. It was incredible. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. One of her daughters went from being afraid to talk about her injury to standing up in front of the whole school and talking about it a very young childhood injury that she had. Yeah. Absolutely mind-blowing. And so therefore, all of, she sent me about 30 other school mums, and they all came, with their, a lot of them, with their families. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is mm-hmm. when you work with the whole family, each one of them changes. They can all celebrate these changes together and they can all experience them together. And that generates even bigger change for all of them.
0: Do you see them individually or as a family? Yes, Individually.
1: Very much. And we don't overlap. So each one of their issues is theirs. And, you know, it's almost like I don't know the other family members when I work with individuals. But if Mm. everybody finds their inner state of ease and everyone's there, that's a whole new way of interacting, isn't it? And the interesting thing with that mother is Mm. all the other mothers, they all came to me independently and they said... It's funny because we don't want to hang out with the mothers at school that are nasty and bitchy and doing all the segregation stuff. Mm -hmm. We want to hang out with the people that are in the same, that are aligned in a kind of soulful, loving place. Yes, So we're just gently moving away from destructive people and they all said that to me, which was really interesting.
0: That that is. Yeah. So it's changed their whole friendship group. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the way they interact.
0: So what... Anxiety is being carried around by people these days. Has it changed in the last two years with the
1: oh, look, restrictions? I, I get people really. coming in and crying about what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, so Really, it's
0: affecting some people. Yeah. yeah,
1: Some people have lost their businesses and their careers and they've lost everything. And other people have hardly been affected. So I get to see every level and everyone's interpretation of it. So look, I think there's a lot of anxiety for people who mm. don't have autonomy. And anxiety is caused from lack of control. And if they feel like external processes are controlling their life in a really disruptive way, yeah. then that can cause terrible anxiety. So I do see a lot of that at the so moment. So how
0: do you fix that then? Because that's not inner, is it? It's not programmed No, this that's, yeah, that's an interesting... But it's a trauma.
1: Now, this is an interesting one because I haven't yeah. seen this to this degree before. So I'm finding that getting people back in the moment which is where their power is, is the most right. powerful thing you can do with them. So understanding, mm. so the way that I explain it, you're gonna love this metaphor. Yep. Imagine your past as a box, mm. okay? It's a box, it's full of decades of stuff. Yep.
0: Three,
1: three decades of stuff.
0: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> three decades of stuff, so yeah. a lot of stuff in that yeah. box, right? But it's over, it's history, it's mm-hmm. in the past. So then you've got the present box, right? In that yeah. box, there's one moment. That's all there is, one moment. Yeah. There's only ever one moment in the present, that's it.
0: Yep, that's nice. And, and in idea, the future,
1: in the future box, there's, that's empty.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's full of possibility. Yep. And anything can happen in the future. Now, the only way to generate the future you want, the only capacity you have to generate the future you want is in the moment you create one good moment and that generates another good moment and then another good moment. Yep. And then you have a better future.
0: Yep.
1: Or you have a great yeah. future, right?
0: Mhm.
1: Cuz all you can do is all you can do mm-hmm. in the moment. If you're worrying about the past in that moment, which is over, which is crazy. Why would you?
0: A lot of people are stuck there though.
1: But you can yeah. become unstuck if you yeah. want, if you work if mm. you work these ways with the unconscious mind to find out why. Yep. If you worry about the future, that's crazy because 99% of the time it won't happen. Yep. And then, ironically, if you focus on it, it's more likely to happen because what we focus on grows, as we just said.
0: Yep. well right? you, you attract what you fear. Yeah. Yep. Mm.
1: Yeah. So then you've lost the moment, and you've lost the capacity to generate the future you want. Yep. Now, even worse than that, it's pretty bad. But even worse than that is you've if you're not in the moment, you've lost life because that's all life is. Life is the connection to the moment. Wow, that's
0: profound. Yep. Yeah.
1: So yeah, you've lost you've your lost ability life, yeah. to enjoy life. That's where your pleasure is. Mm. If you're eating a beautiful, juicy piece of fruit and it's sweet and it's wonderful and you're worrying about the past, the future or what someone thinks, right? Yep. Yeah. You won't even taste that fruit.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's I'm right into mindful eating. Yeah. Since our session as well, I'm a lot more mindful.
1: That's of awesome. What my,
0: well, because I'm tapping into that. You are, yeah. Unconscious, like, I'm more mindful of the fact that I'm anxious. I get anxious if yeah. i not enjoying my food properly. I'm just, I'm not connecting with it. So now I make sure everything is off. I exercise, meditate, then I sit down and eat. And sometimes people look at me funny because the other day I picked up a cherry and I bit into it. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it was in the office yeah. and i was like savoring it <laughs> every Love you it. know you know Love every it. like the sweetness the ta- tartness yeah. of the cherry everything uh, so i'm right into that and at you the didn't moment.
1: care what anybody thought no i no. don't care
0: anymore no. see no.
1: see that's what happens when you yeah. do this work there's these ripple effects it, it ripples into all these other areas exactly. of your life
0: you become more yeah. aware yeah. Yeah. of Mm. Hey, this is a signal for my body. If yep. I'm anxious about this, it yep. means something. Listen. So, listen, yeah.
1: So you lose... If you're not in the moment, you lose the power to yep. create the future you want. Where possibility, you, lo- you lose possibility. Yeah. You, you lose the pleasure of life. Yes. And you lose where your passion is because your passion is in the pleasure, what you enjoy. So you lose yeah. all of these wonderful wonderful parts of life and then you feel like you're not alive anymore. You're just existing. Because in fact, that's the truth. If yeah. you're not in the moment, you're not alive. You're just existing. So then you feel empty. You feel, like, you feel like you're just floating sort of through the wind and you're not actually grounded in life. That's the truth.
0: And it starts infecting and invading other parts of yes. your life as well. So some people would say, well, I'm not mindful when I drive. Mm. I'm not mindful when I eat. I'm not mindful when I'm listening to my children. They're talking, yeah. but I'm not really listening. Yeah. They're not mindful. What okay. happens is that... That starts invading all parts of your life. Exactly. I had a friend the other day tell me he's not present when he's making love to his partner.
1: <laughs> that could be a problem.
0: Well, but the thing is,
1: where is and,
0: he? Well, that's he said. That's why I realised I have a problem because I'm yeah. always thinking about something oh, else. Right, I'm not okay. in the moment. Yes. So what you said is,
1: well, then you know, he's going to lose the pleasure. Quite
0: profound, exactly. Yes. So he lost the pleasure and so the passion. Yeah, well, he's saying, yeah. well, I, I need to take some stuff because, you know, I've just lost the pleasure. And I said, well, I remind him. I said, well, were you mindful of well, He goes, no, I wasn't. So but there's that's, probably there's, there's probably
1: some unconscious work that he needs to do there that mm. would be arising as a result of what he's feeling. So yeah. it's not necessarily something he could <laughs> hope just hope he's fix. not listening. <laughs> well, no. it, it doesn't matter because he wouldn't know who he is. He wouldn't is. know who he is, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... Getting back to anxiety then, um, I asked what are the most common anxieties
1: going around and you mentioned... Well, this one's a new one in terms of feeling out of control. So if you're out of control, all you can do is control the moment that you're in and make the best of that. And what happens then is people discover new things. Okay, there's new ways of managing my life. There's new things I can do. And then they can come up with creative solutions that they hadn't thought of before. And I have seen people do that. They lose their business and they create something magnificent. Yep. Because they go back into finding their passion and their pleasure again in a whole new way. And then they look back at what they consider to be a crisis and they see it as a wonderful opportunity that they've created out of that crisis.
0: That's a cause of the anxiety. What about people who just get an- are anxious people like they're just
1: misunderstanding their body mind so if you have anxiety what we call anxiety the, for no reason for no reason there, yeah. there's always a reason there's they're always not aware they're not aware of it, it's buried buried of it. Into the yeah. Okay. yeah there's yeah. always a reason what they need to do is listen to those feelings that they're calling yeah. anxiety yep and then resolve what's caused those feelings to occur just yeah, like your can't. hip pain yeah or that woman's knee pain yeah. Right. You have to get to the root cause of that, and you won't know what it is consciously.
0: Yep. So you you have to do hypnotherapy. Really.
1: Well, you have to work with the unconscious mind. My, yep. Yep.
0: Who else works with the unconscious mind apart from well, hypnotherapy works yourself? well.
1: Um, kinesiology works with your body mm. at an unconscious level.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So if people, you know, some people have great results with a great kinesiologist. Sometimes. What is well, that's where they your body tells them. Yeah what's going on so they feel the tension in your body and then help your body release it. So, okay, yes, so, yeah. so if you don't want to do it, yeah. the good thing about the work that I do as you've experienced mm. is you understand your body-mind interconnectedness. You understand your conscious mind, unconscious mind yeah. interconnectedness. So then you know, people come to me to get rid of what they don't want and then mm. they use this understanding or these tools to create and generate everything they do want. So if you want a more passive process where you're not engaged in it to the same extent, kinesiology is better for you than what I do. Because what I do needs you, as you've experienced, to get involved. Yes. And to be committed to the process of change. It's not like you lie down and go to sleep and I talk to you while you're asleep and then like surgery, you're all fixed. Because that would be very disempowering because then you'd need to come back to me. Yeah. And my job is to become redundant. I don't want you to be dependent on me. That's right. Yeah.
0: So I, I was completely aware, but I was also in You were,
1: this. In, a, you were in level one, two, and three of trance. So you okay. were you were in different levels of trance, yeah. even in level four, but you moved through those levels um, and everybody moves through them at a different pace in a different way depending on what their needs are. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like it, once you actually understand it, mm you've got to trust your feelings as to what works for you so if you feel like you want to do something more passive go and see somebody like a kinesiologist if you feel like you want to actually drive massive change then at the operating system at the operating system level there yeah so i mean i had i had some clients come back to me this week actually which is unusual lovely three of them i hadn't seen them for a year they Mm. wanted a top-up and they came back and told me about all their magnificent life changes. So they they still, you know, they, they've all the changes that they yep. created, they maintained. Yeah. But then just like that other guy I described, almost identical, something happened within their company or they had a, a nasty boss experience or whatever and they yeah. developed anxiety. And what we needed to do was clear the trauma. So for example, one of them left his job. He had a really bad experience there and he had this anxiety that he couldn't shift And I said, okay, so when did that anxiety start? Oh, it started in my new job when the old job was mentioned. Oh, well, that's not a coincidence. Ah, yeah. Yeah. We need to clear the trauma with that old job. And then when we did that, he didn't give a damn about the old job.
0: See, that's what's really good about you because you really know how to get your finger right on it, right? During (laughs) those level ones, two and three. So. Yeah. That's a skill that can't be replicated. It's just you've got to learn it through practice, learn it. practice, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. about really, really zoning in on what that... Because the subconscious is a fast, vast, infinite universe in there, right? It of, is. Of a collection of all these memories since... Exactly. ...they dot, right? And it's finding that specific trauma and... Yeah, look, I can't, like, I can remember the feeling during it, but I can't remember...
1: Well, it's better if you don't don't make it conscious because it's an unconscious unconscious, process. You don't want to make it conscious and dissect it because that would undo it, if you know what I mean. You're better off Uh, just leaving it there. Like you're not going to understand... Just trust it. it. Just trust it. You're not going to understand exactly what your kidneys are doing right now, even if you're a specialist, a kidney specialist. But we trust (laughs) it. Yeah, we trust it. It's doing what it needs to do. It's a bit like that. And when you work long enough, and with as many people as I've worked with, you know, you, you can automatically read them because you use your own unconscious mind and your interconnectedness yep. on that unconscious level. So 5%, I was saying to you that this to you before, mm. 5% of what my clients communicate with me is their words. And the mm. rest is in their eyes, their eye contact, their Body posture, like you've got yeah. amazing eye contact. You're very much in the moment. And you're telling me that through your body language, right? Right. And somebody who's not in the moment will give me a whole lot of different body language. I can tell instantly. Yeah. Their posture tells me all kinds of Mm. things about their sense of self. The colors in their skin, the tone of their voice, there's so much more communication that happens at an unconscious level than we're aware of. But when you become aware of it and it's your job to read that, you can get to... You can get to the source of the problem very quickly.
0: Yes, okay. And that's how you do it. You just zone in. Yeah, you zone in. But you have
1: to practice it a lot before you get there, obviously. And you get it wrong in the beginning, you know. And then Mm. your clients teach you. Every client teaches me something. I learn every single day, you know. I'm still learning. We'll always learn.
0: Yeah. you You mentioned something there, sense of self. What does it mean when you come across really confident people... Uh, you heard the expression, they have a great sense of self. What does that mean?
1: So, I th- for me, personally, yeah. what I think of it mm. is I feel like, you know, a lot of my clients say, I don't want to be too confident mm. because then I'll be cocky. Cocky people lack confidence. So Really? really? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're hiding something. There's a facade there, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Really confident people
0: yeah. are
1: completely comfortable in their own skin. They're self-expressed. They don't care what people think of them. They're yes. kind. They're connected. They don't have anything to prove. If yes. they mess up, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Like, they're just, they're just completely there in the moment.
0: Yeah, they don't There's care no about There's no ego, you. whatever yep. you want
1: to call that. And everybody feels comfortable being around them. Yes. You know, you're, yep. a, you're a lot like that. So I, I know you get that, right? So mm. people would then feel comfortable sharing everything with them and then that's to me that's what real confidence that's what real s- sense of self is because you know who you are you're authentic to who you are and I think that's the key yeah
0: authenticity yeah
1: authenticity and self-expression yeah. without not afraid thinking. to
0: show who you are
1: you're not thinking about what you're saying there's no babble you're just doing it you're just saying it
0: just being you
1: just being you and being connected to whoever you're with so
0: I love that clarity you've just given me about a greater sense of self then because I often wondered what that meant. Mm. I understand what you mean about being cocky and, um, and really that's you know, a person that has insecuri- yeah. insecurities. And yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, uh, mm. <laughs> that's a really Just watch out point. for
1: the person who can't say sorry
0: <laughs> yeah. because
1: everybody makes mistakes. That's how we learn. You know? And we learn how to treat each other. Speaking yeah. of relationships, for example, mm. by messing up, getting it wrong, doing something the other person doesn't like or doesn't feel comfortable with. Yeah, like it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Can't take it all too seriously, can you?
0: Yeah, I think like what you said, it's yeah. just about being yourself, comfortable with who you are. You know, because you can be listening to this, and you can be insecure. You can be, you know, have all these faults and mm. you know the history in that first box you talked about the box of the past and but don't be afraid to expose that like the transparency is something that i hold very dear in our organization i I I say we need to be completely transparent yeah which means that i want everyone to know what's going on yeah you know and uh, to know where where they get it from and uh, yeah i think people like you said with a great sense of self they go in with this uh, i'm transparent love me or not you know you're have, not going to
1: please everybody yeah, you're not going to
0: please everyone thank you uh, so much for listening i hope this information has been of value to you i always curate this information with the utmost of love and respect for your time and your energy so as always live consciously my friends